And welcome to the Three Wine Guys Rap. Wicka, 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 work. Thanks. The podcast rap. <laughs> the podcast rap. And uh, our session tonight is with Super Tuscans. And um, basically, first and foremost, um, basically we wanted to do some Italian wines. And the reason why we're doing Super Tuscans, to be quite honest with you, is because there's no other way I could get my cohorts here to uh, to agree to do uh, some Italian wines with me. If it was just going to be Chianti, there's no way they would have just done it. So I needed something. So we went for blends, and that's what we're doing tonight. And if I could interject really quick yeah. with the Super Tuscan. Um, initially, a couple of year year or two back, I was a little bit let down with the Super Tuscan thinking that it was going to be a big, bold, huge wine. Not necessarily. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. If you want to go into the backup of it, listen to our full podcast. Steve gives a great, great, great explanation why and how kind of high, if I could even talk, how Super Tuscans evolved from uh, Vino de Tavola, table wines. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. But um, basically, all you need to know is that um, obviously there are probably varietals that you're familiar with in Italy, whether it's a white wine in Pinot Grigio or the Sorens Chianti. But the fact of the matter is, is that Italy is a great area for wine and a lot of a lot of uh, winemakers are trying to make their wines more modern and they're bringing in f- f- quote quote foreign grapes Syrah Cabernet Merlot Zinfandel what have you to try to kind of instill some more modern a little more modernization into, into their wines make them a little bit more you know worldly wise uh, worldwide make them more popular and also just improve some of the things that they're doing so but it, the fact of the matter is is that for the Italians to to um, to to continue to improve, they don't have to just bring in additional grapes. They they really need to continue to update and modernize the way the way they make wines. So anyway, with that being said, we we reviewed uh, four wines today. And the first wine we want, that we uh, that we reviewed actually is not a quote quote super Tuscan. It's what we mentioned before. It's just a, it's a blend, and it's actually from Umbria, and it's made in the in the blend in the super Tuscan type of mold where it is a Sangiovese, Cabernet, and Merlot. And the, the wine was from Falesco and the name of the wine is Vitiano. And uh, year in and year out, it, typically it is received as being one of the, one of the best wines one of the best wines for, for value out there in the market. Guys, do you agree? I totally agree. I thought this wine was right on for 10 bucks. Great party wine. Yeah, it's Fulesco, a start. Fulesco Vitiano. You going to buy it, Terry? I'm buying it, yeah. Are you yeah. going to buy more than a bottle? Are you going to buy something to have around? Like what? I was just saying, I, I would buy it just to have on hand. What did you like about it? Um, the balance at this price level, it's, nothing, it's not like it's, a, it's very well balanced, but it's, it's a good balance. Uh, I, I thought the finish was well. Uh, I think it would be excellent value um, and pair it with food. Okay, excellent. And again, um, I think we're all going to agree, and I'll just kind of jump in on short, that uh, for uh, for the most part, most Italian wines, particularly in the Chianti's um, and some of the other some of the other wines out there, some of them tend to be better with food, not necessarily so, as will be the case as, as we as we get to a little bit later on. the uh, The second wine that we reviewed was from Michelle was from Michelle Sata, the winemaker Michelle Sata. Again, Michelle is, is a guy, um, <laughs> and uh, this is from the the Marama region of Tuscany, um, and uh, and particularly in the Bulgaria area. And this was his Bulgaria. Red or his Bulgari Rosso, and this was a Cab, um, and this was a Cab Merlot and Sangiovese blend, as well. Um, Scott, um, anything that uh, you liked or disliked about this wine? <laughs> you know what? For 17 bucks, I've had. Uh, there's other wines that I have enjoyed more. Um, 
really didn't do much for me. I really can't rip on it as saying it's a horrible wine. It's not a bad wine. Uh, it's a little too on the light side of medium body for me for uh, for this type of wine. Uh, I gave it a you know B B minus. I'd but I'd pass on it though. It's, you're generous, Scott. I am. I gave it a C. It it it, it didn't do much for me. It's it, it, it's it was not average it, wine. I'm not going to say it's, it's bad. It was or average wine at average price. And guess what? I think you guys agree. There are hundreds of wines like that. Yeah. There are hundreds. Hundreds yeah. of wines. Hundreds of average wines at average prices. I think some things are like, some things are just whatever. That's it. Boom. Done. The 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 uh, the third wine um, that uh, that we reviewed um, was from Terbianca, and this was from actually from uh, from. Um, a, a Dutch winemaker um, who actually came back from a, from a fashion background, and uh, the compacho itself is typically very, very well, well, well received. This is a 70 percent Sancho Face, thirty percent Cabernet uh, blend. Uh, the wine typically goes for about twenty five dollars. Um, and there were some things to like about this wine. I myself thought again it was it was average. Um, it, from a, 2001 was a good vintage for the area, and I was not overly impressed. Uh, it really, in any regard, nothing good or bad. So it's just the fact that it was a little bit bitter, um, and uh, like I said, like I said, it wasn't as a little disappointed, weren't you? Yeah, I was little, based on the uh, based on the nose. Uh, it wasn't as fruity as I expected it to be, and it was a little bit bitter. So. And I think we can all uh, we had a discussion off Mike uh, whether this was corked or not. Yeah. I don't uh, think it was corked. I it might. The just color not. on it, it was a little bit. No, the color, the brick, the, the, the brickish. But it, but it mean, wasn't brown. It was, it was aging, yeah. But the, the that wouldn't have to do with their corking. Aspect no, but of there, it. The, there is a. All three of us couldn't put our fingers on it. There's something with the uh, the the aroma the nose, to yeah. it, the nose to it, and also it had something. The taste that just was bitter didn't just didn't go right. Maybe we me. need to try it in the bottle. Might have, who knows? Might have, might have to try it again. But um, like I said, for me, um, like it wasn't as earthy as I expected it to be. It was pretty nutty in the finish, but I, did, I, um, I thought the finish was 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 admirable. But, again, but nothing the bitter, the bitterness was just the strongest yeah. thing you tasted. If it was, with if it was it. corked, it, it wouldn't be bitter. It would be, I right. guess you could say, it would be corked. Right. So um, anyway, maybe it was on the verge of going bad. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Next. Next. Yeah. Um, the last wine that we reviewed uh, was again from Michelle Sata, the same wine that we. We all passed on on the the Bulgaria Rosso for in the seventy dollar range. This was the uh, the uh, the Piastria, uh, which goes in anywhere from forty to fifty. And again, this was a blend, and this was Cab Merlot, Syrah, and Sangiovese. The only blend that we had tonight with 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 Syrah. Um, and Terry, what, what do you think about this wine? For under fifty dollars, this is a great bottle of wine. Um, the color, everything, the the, the, the aroma, it, it had the best balance of anything we drank today. And at the cost, it, it rivals some cabs that I think we've had, and, and some other things. It, it, I, I love. I keep going back to the, the smelling it. I just love the scent of it. You love the aromas. Yeah, I do. I okay. do. Yeah. I, I gave. Well, we gave. I give it a B plus at the final of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love this too. I gave this an A because I am the Santa Claus generous man. Um, I also love the fact that in before you even said it had Syrah in it, love the spice. I could taste a little bit more spice, and, and with the cabin there, I could taste a little more body. Uh, this to me 
when I had it, I was blown away. I thought it was a really good wine, especially well, I, I've like we were saying off mic. This is like the poor man's Ornelia for under. Yeah. If you can get it for forty bucks, I'd buy a couple <laughs> bottles. Oh yeah, the um, well for me this this wine was uh, I think before and what I described it before, um, and I get, we're giving I guess more props to this wine than the others, but it was lush, it was elegant, and it was dense, and it was very very balanced. Um, best, best way to describe this wine. Lush, elegant, dense flavors, very balanced. All right, if one of our listeners has, has this in their cellar, do you recommend drinking it now? 2001? Um, no. I'd hold on to it. Uh, it depends on how much they have. Yeah, if you have more than one bottle, I'd, I'd and you haven't had it, it I, yeah, I would hold on. But if you got a couple bottles, that's why I buy two yeah. bottles now and stuff. Two, <laughs> at least two, because a lot of times you'll buy it. Well, well, a lot of times you'll buy it, yeah, like the JM. You yeah, know, a lot yeah. of times you'll buy it, you'll have it, and wow, that's great. Then you can gone. enjoy it, and then it's gone, but yet... If you have more than one, then you can enjoy it. But then the bad thing is, if you don't like it, then, well, start You're giving like it away. Like Noah's gift... Ark, Scott, yeah, buying you... in pairs. Well, you give it away in gift bags, then, if you don't <laughs> like it. So. The, um, basically, the, um, as from, from a rap standpoint, we were, we were doing today, we're doing Italian wines. This is our first, our first um, Italian uh, podcast. And uh, we chose this wine for a number of reasons. Um, first and foremost, Super Tuscans, or IGT wines, um, have been getting a lot of a lot of buzz for a variety of reasons. Um, the Italians are getting better at making boutique wines, wines that are with 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 uh, non-indigenous type grapes, Cab Merlot, what have you. And some some Italian Merlots, some Italian Syrah. I mean, they're they're just unbelievable. They're fun, they're phenomenal. Um, some of the, some Italian purists are crying foul due to the fact that uh, they feel that instead of trying to to you know, bringing all these different uh, non non you know I, I'm sorry instead of bringing in, in all these foreign grapes and using them to uh, you know to, to make new wines, they should be trying to improve the the quality of the, the of the wines that are that are indigenous to, just to Italy. So there's a big kind of a debate going on. I think for us because we're kind of you know, we're 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 new to wine and I think we have a more of a modern out, outlook. I think that we feel that um, Italy, as with anywhere, needs to continue to evolve to to discover what works best for them. Right. And um, I think we've all uh, agreed that there's been some hit and misses today for, for regardless of the price point. Um, and I think this has been a good example that some that Italians can do great, great things with with wines that just aren't the typical Chianti, Sangiovese, what have you. So um, definitely get out there, try some wines, and um, I think you'll find that the Italians, not just the blends, um, are, doing, are doing some great things with wines. Like today. you, Steve-O. You're a blend. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Alrighty, and, and like I said before, in the extended version, go on to our website uh, where you're probably listening to this. From. Send our send us emails too. Man. Go into the uh, uh, the various uh, yeah, send us emails and uh, visit the site and uh, leave friends. us <laughs> leave us some messages in the guest book and uh, we'll try to do those wines for you. And we'll gag Terry. <laughs> All right. Later. All right, have a good night. Employco presents Great Moments in Freedom. General Roosevelt, oh, the Rough Riders are ready to charge the hill, sir. Bully, Sergeant, bully. But these insurance claims have me tied up in knots, and I haven't even begun to fight with the payroll. But, sir, you Sorry, have to... boys, San Juan Hill will just have to wait. Oh. I still have to find better health insurance rates for the boys and figure out this blasted vacation schedule. Oh, nope, sir. this is going to take some time. But, sir, the Rough Riders... Where? Hey, maybe if you bring in those troops from over at Employco. Employco? Yeah. Never heard of them. Oh, well, that's because they speak softly but carry a big stick. Mm. They handle employee benefits, payroll, human resources. 
resources, workers' comp, uh. so you can do what you do best, sir. You can call them on your way down the hill. Bully, Sergeant! Bully and Ploico! Now, this is what I call a great moment in freedom. I'll tell the man! Hmm, speak softly and carry a big stick. I kind of like that. Maybe I could use it somewhere. Great moments in freedom from Employco. Call us at 800-459-9800 and give yourself the freedom to succeed. Call 800-459-9800 or visit Employco.com. Give me.